Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is James Chambliss, your host, also known as Old Hat. This is episode 15 of the Old Hat Podcast, and I'm really glad you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by coffee and coping skills. Y'all, I'm running out of both. <laughs> I was really hoping to, to go out today to my favorite coffee buying place and buy some more coffees. I've reached that point where I'm at the end of like four or five different bags. And so I'm just, you know, kind of using, I like mixing and matching and I have my favorites, but now I'm just at the end going, well, I got to use this up. Can't buy any more till I use this up. And so about every day I'm winding up another bag going, okay, well, there you go. Now I can use this tomorrow. And I've got to, I do have a bag from my friends, Mike and Chris down in Honduras. And I use like, I don't know, a half a teaspoon of beans in every pot, just because it reminds me of them, makes me think I'm having coffee with them. And they may be listening. And if so... The coffee was great this morning, guys. Wish you were here. So the coffee's running out and the coping skills are getting a little thin. Too. <laughs> it's been a little while around here lately. And uh, and we all have coping skills. Everybody has skills that they use and, uh, and, and needs more. I don't care who you are. You probably need more coping skills. For me, they've changed over the years. In the 1980s, it was Steely Dan and Orange Soda. And I still love Steely Dan music. I never drink Orange Soda anymore. I guess if I was in those same situations now, I would do that again. So I've got it kind of in reserve, but I really don't like it. It just, it, it helped at the time for what I needed it for. And that's not going to make the podcast. <laughs> but if you don't know Steely Dan's music, you should give it a listen. It's great stuff. Hey 19, Deacon Blues, good stuff. It helped me through a lot of difficult challenges. I'm not sure I'd still been sane after the 80s if it hadn't been for that. Back in the saddle cowboy days, it was mostly violence and anger. That was kind of, that was my number one coping skill. Y'all, I had a terrible reputation for my temper. And, and part of that was true. And part of it was because uh, old Mr. Pete went around telling, well, let's just say lies, for lack of a better word, about uh, the things that I had done. And somebody would get crossways with me and I'd get mad at them and say something. And then I'd leave the coffee shop or whatever. And uh, Mr. Pete would say, you know, I don't think he'd mind going back to prison over this, boys. Somebody ought to warn that guy. And so I had a terrible reputation, but some of it I earned. Years later, I was working at a job and, and we had one of those days where the wheels fell off and I was trying to put everything back together. And my boss could see I was really, really angry. And he asked me if I was OK. And I said, you know, it's days like this that I really miss the cattle business. And he said, oh, yeah, because it was like so peaceful out on the ranch and stuff. And I looked at him and said, no, because when you got this mad, you could kill something. And that conversation got me a mental health rest of the day off. <laughs> Why don't you go <laughs> and calm down, y'all? The cattle days were really uh, not my best primetime moment. And my wife, my bride, who loved me through it all, refers to that as my monosyllabic stage. I was not much of a communicator at that time. I had been before. I've become that way again. But y'all, that was a rough stretch. I knew about 10 people and didn't like half of them. That was just kind of where I was in my head at that time. Not a good place to be. I cannot recommend it. Well, some good stories came out of it, but uh, also some pretty severe scars that I wear that came out of those days too. So these days, it's more about being productive. It's time to uh, find a way to take these emotions and do something productive with them. So more on that in a bit. 
The last week or two has been one long emotional roller coaster for me. It's included all kinds of emotion, and here's a, here's a list for you. It's not a complete list, but it'll give you an idea of how crowded my emotions have been this week. Anger, which I've already mentioned, is kind of my all-purpose emotion. I don't know if you've seen a, a cartoon movie called Inside Out. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. And yes, it is. It is cartoons, not the right word. What am I looking for there? It's a cartoon. I can't think of the right word. I have to think of the right word. What is the right word? How about animated? <laughs> it's an animated movie. It's an animation, but it's great. And uh, all of my, it's, it's all about emotions and it's, and it's kind of a, uh, an illustration of how emotions work in somebody. And it's just, a, it's cute. It's smart. It's funny. It's a great movie. And if you have seen it, you will be amused, no doubt to know that my entire family agrees that I would be the bus driver in that movie and you'll just have to watch it. So there you go. If you were trying to look for something to watch, that's old hat recommendation. Been a lot of frustration as well. Just a lot going on and, and some things are hard to accomplish and I get frustrated. An example of frustration that I saw this week and how to deal with it was I was teaching my grandson how to uh, use a top, a spinning top. And it's the kind that's got a light inside it and a spring on the bottom. It's kind of it's kind of complicated for a little boy. It's got a handle that you put on it and then you crank the handle and then you push a button and the top drops off of the handle. And that's a lot of complicated stuff for a little boy, but he's the kind of little boy that wants to do everything himself. Do you know any of those? <laughs> and so I'm trying to help him learn how to do it himself, even though I'm not sure he's old enough to try this, but he, he figures it, he's trying to figure it out and the, the handle keeps popping off and he's sighing, sounding a lot like me. And I said, well, look, just take your time and don't get frustrated. And he said, hey, I know what that means. I said, do you? What does it mean? He said, that means when you quit trying. I'm like, well, that's right. That's exactly what frustrated is. You get frustrated and you quit trying. Don't quit trying. Good things happen if you keep trying. And he did figure it out. It was a good thing. A lot of good stuff. I felt some defensiveness recently. Uh, kind of a here we go again. And I didn't want to go through it the first time, and I don't want to go through it again. So I got a little defensive again. Some cynicism, which comes out around here in movie quotes. <laughs> uh, there's a movie called As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt, which I don't know if I recommend it or not. There's a lot of funny one-liners in it. Uh, and one of them is uh, Jack Nicholson's character yells, Pedal crazy somewhere else, lady. We're all full up here. I say that a lot. So kind of cynical, but that's how I felt about it. I felt some joy. Y'all, joy is not the same as happiness. You can be joyful, but not happy. That's absolutely okay. But there's been some of that. There's been some happiness, too. I think we're kind of through this rough patch, and I'm pretty happy about that. I felt hope. That's important. You know, hope is just having something to look forward to. And it can be as easy as something on the calendar. We're going to have dinner in tonight. And I'm kind of happy about that. I'm hopeful. That's something to look forward to when I get through this hard day. Uh, it could be a trip. Uh, for me, we're working on something for the podcast, kind of expanding the media company that's a, that I'm building around the podcast. And we may get a new studio. We're definitely getting some new software and some new hardware and maybe our very own studio. So that's a lot of hope. I'm excited about that. Interest is another emotion I've felt lately. Um, I've growing flowers this year. Y'all have never been a big flower guy, more of a vegetable kind of guy, but I've been growing flowers, cut flowers to bring in the house. 
I have grown some amazing stuff. It's just been a lot of fun. Things I've never grown before. Some things I've never seen before. I'm waiting for somebody to see them and go, oh yeah, you can't grow those here. I'm like, well, I got a yard full of them, so I guess you can. And right now I've got um, sunflowers. Never planted sunflowers before. I've got three different kinds of sunflowers. And uh, I've got them. I've got some on the table in a vase for my lovely bride. But you know, when all you have are flowers, you have to learn something new. You have to learn a way to uh, to arrange them. So that's been a challenge. But I've been interested in that. I've felt some concern lately because I'm worried about you. I've been a little worried about me. So you know that feeling of concern. You you're concerned about your kids. You're concerned about your job. That's it's a lot of that going on. It's not the same as worry, right? Worry is when you just come up with something to think about. Concern is when there's a legitimate problem. What do we do about this? I felt some grief, too. been missing a friend of mine. Uh, I think grief is very common. I think we all feel it in a lot of different areas. It may be the most common emotion we all share because everybody comes in for some grief. And I've been missing my friend Jeff. I keep thinking about him, and then it hits me again that he's gone. And that's uh, that's that's tough. That's a difficult thing to cope with. But but it, that's a grief you have to you have to deal with. Amusement. There's always a lot of that. Uh, we took our grandchildren to this restaurant in town called Freddy's, which has like hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken strips and skinny French fries and cheese curds and custard. And I think we ate all of that, or at least we bought all of it. And some of it we just wore out on our clothing and our hands. And when we left and we got the kids into the truck and, and Mrs. Hat was in the truck and I went around, my hands were sticky. So I pulled a bottle of water out of the truck and closed the door and was pouring water on my hands in the parking lot. Well, there's a outdoor eating area and everybody in this little patio area was looking at me, you know, watching this cowboy pour, <laughs> pour water on his hands. And they're just staring like they've never seen that before. Maybe they haven't. And I, I just looked up and saw them and remarked, grandchildren are sticky, y'all. And they all laughed because children are all sticky, whether they're grand or not. And I was just trying to unstick my hands a little bit. Well, as I went to get back in the truck, one of the guys said, well, good luck. <laughs> and that amused me. I like that. I felt some pride because I've gotten some things done and also because my grandchildren are so smart. I'm very proud of them. Confusion is one of the emotions I've been dealing with lately. I don't know what to do about some of this stuff. And some of the stuff I've had to do something, and I'm not sure it was the right thing to do. I'm a little confused about that. Which may have led to some of the annoyance that I've been feeling. Y'all, the little things drive me nuts. The big things I'm kind of okay with. The emergencies, I can handle that. But if I burn the toast or lose my keys, I lose it. So the annoyance gets to me. I felt some amazement in the last week. I heard something I never ever expected to hear and it really blew my mind and I'm not going to share it with you but I just I was amazed and I hope you have some amazement in your life as well stress which y'all stress is not a status symbol right you need to remember that I had to write that down years ago because that you need to hang on to that fact but you know life is stressful finances have been challenging family issues planning all this stuff it's just stressful it all adds up some sadness, because this is the anniversary of, uh, of the time that we lost the person who has been more consistently kind to me in my life than anyone else. And a lot of people make fun of their mother-in-laws. I won the mother-in-law lottery. She loved me. She was so kind to me. And I'm sad because she's not here. I feel overwhelmed 
sometimes just by all of that stuff. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? It just, it's not just one thing or nine things. It's all of those things. And you just get a little overwhelmed and you want to hide under a rock or something. I felt that recently. Also felt some friendliness. We have a, a new neighbor and <laughs> she was walking by our house with this beautiful dog and we're all staring out the windows and it, that's got to be kind of creepy in a new neighborhood. All these people are just staring out of their houses at me. So I wave and go outside to meet her dog, Kira, who is just beautiful, uh, kind of a husky, but white, just a stunning, stunning dog. And she likes it's very mouthy, Ooh, likes to talk a lot. The, the dog I'm talking about, not the neighbor. <laughs> she was delightful. We got to meet the neighbor. She's very friendly. And so that's another emotion I felt and probably some others as well. There's just been a lot of stuff going on and a lot of emotions to deal with. And I, I've been in my feelings as my 20 year old tells me sometimes, man, I'm just in my feelings right now. I'm okay. I'm just in my feelings. Well, that's where I've been. And so my question is, how do you cope with your big emotions? And all of my emotions lately seem to be huge and outsized. How do you cope with your big emotions? And I thought I'd tell you a few of the things that I'm using now, now that I've given up orange soda and violence. Mostly I've given up orange soda completely. I've mostly given up violence. I could, I could relapse there if I wasn't careful, but, but the first thing I would tell you is, you know, you need to remember that there's nothing wrong with your emotions, whatever emotion you're feeling, that's perfectly acceptable. Nobody can tell you what to feel. I don't need you to feel sad. Well, tough. I feel the way I feel. There's nothing you can really do about that, but you know what? You need to remember that emotions make really bad decisions. You do not need to let your grief make your decisions. That thing they say about hurting people hurt people is true. And those are people that are letting their hurt emotions make their decisions. Don't do that. You still have to make your decisions with your brain. You can take your emotions into account, but don't let your emotions make your decisions. And the first thing I would tell you about coping is to breathe. Take a deep breath. Just really know right now. <sighs> it really helps. Just keep doing that. Keep taking a deep breath. It really does settle things out. It helps your body get out of that fight or flight mode. And it helps your brain to kick in a little bit. So do that. A new coping exercise that I just recently read about. And I'm sure it's not new, but it's new to me. And maybe it's new to you. It's called a grounding exercise. I was, I was reading about anxiety attacks or panic attacks, and I don't think I have those. I have before, but I don't do that a lot these days. But I have family that deals with that, and I have friends that deal with that, and maybe you deal with some of that. Well, this was a great exercise, and I'm going to share it with you because I just really think it's cool, and I've been doing it and recommending it to other people around me. So it's, it's, it's a countdown, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it starts with... What are five things you can see? Well, I can see my bottle of water. I can see my hat. I can see this microphone. I can see a carpet cleaner, which <laughs> will tell you something about what's going to happen this afternoon. And I can see my cell phone. Those are five things that I can see. They're all right here close to me. Four things you can feel. Okay, well, I'm wearing fuzzy socks. I don't know why, but I feel them. Normally, I don't wear fuzzy socks, and I'm not sure how I ended up with these today, but they feel kind of cool, but weird, so I feel that. I have uh, one of my pins that I always have in my pocket, actually in my hand, and I'm rolling it around in my left hand, and I feel that, uh, you know, the clip that hangs on your pocket. 
hangs on my pocket. Maybe you don't have pins or pockets. I don't know, but this, uh, this has a clip on it and I'm rolling it around on my thumb and I feel that that's one. No, that's two. Uh, let's see my reading glasses. Uh, the nose piece is irritating the left side of my nose. I can feel that. And my beard keeps tickling on this, uh, wind guard on the microphone. So there you go. That's four things I can feel three things you can hear. Well, Mostly, I've got headphones on, so I can't really hear much. I hear me talking to you, um, and I think I hear an airplane flying over, but you won't hear it because my engineer will edit that out. Uh, that's Oh, my stomach just growled, so I hear that too. That's three things that I hear. Two things you can smell. Well, I can smell the carpet cleaner, and I can smell the reason I need the carpet cleaner. And those may not be good things, but that's what I smell. And one thing you can taste, and you know what I'll tell you, if you if you don't taste anything, then think of something that's your favorite thing to taste, which for me, coffee, you knew that. But that helps you kind of focus on where you are. I mean, it really draws you into your immediate environment right here and right now. And that's part of what you need to do to cope with anything is to be where you are, be in the now. And so those things help me a lot. It helps you to focus on where you are what's happening, focuses on yourself. It gets your mind off of those other problems that are really not you. You have a lot of problems, friend, but you are not your problems. You're you and you're valuable. Your problems are just something that you have to deal with. And so this exercise helps you sort yourself out the difference between you and those exterior problems because now you know you're here in this moment. And you need to be in this moment. You need to be grounded in this moment. You know, it's, it's true that if you're worried then you're thinking about the future. And if you're sad, you're probably thinking about the past because that's where it happened. But you know, this moment is the only place really you can have peace because you can't have peace in the past. That's already happened. And you can't have peace in the future yet because it's not here, but you can have it now. It's possible now. Well, then you have to be here. And I find that little grounding exercise to be useful in being here and now. Another thing I do is talk it out with someone who loves me. My bride loves me best. She really does. She knows me best and she loves me the most. And she's been through all of this stuff with me. She knows a lot about me. So when I'm dealing with this stuff, we sit down and we talk. We've been talking for a long time. We've been talking as married people for 32 years now. It's pretty exciting. But I know I can trust her with just anything. And we just sit down and we talk through it. Now, she gives me a lot of advice I don't take. But that's my fault, y'all, not her fault. It takes me a long time sometimes to take good advice, but it's a good thing to do. That helps you cope if you'll take good advice, which leads to another thing that I do. If you can think about what advice you would give to one of your friends who's feeling the way you're feeling right now, and then take that advice, wouldn't that be smart? I mean, you if somebody came to you and went, look, these are the things I'm dealing with, you'd probably have something to say. You'd probably go, well, I think you should do this or that. And you know what? You do that now. Give yourself that advice and take it. You'll be surprised at how helpful it is. Another thing I do is to create. Be productive. That's the main thing is be productive. Uh, I have a new writing project. Whenever I get into one of these emotional little firestorms, I start a new writing project. And it gives me something to focus on every day I write something. Uh, this one is, you can probably find a hashtag, the old hat word project. And you can sort out what that is for yourself. But it's been, it's something I can do. It's something I can focus on. It's creative. It's productive. And that helps me focus. And it helps me 
get thoughts out of my head onto paper, and that's good for me. You can teach somebody something. That's always good, like me teaching my grandson about spinning tops. You know, I, I learned something about frustration from him by trying to teach him something. You can learn something. I mentioned I'm learning to grow flowers. I'm learning to arrange flowers without going and buying baby's breath and ferns and all that stuff because I like arranging flowers. But I just, like on the table right now, I've just got sunflowers. That's it. There's nothing else in there. So it's kind of simple and elegant. That's what we're going for right now. But you have to learn how that works. You can plan something to look forward to. Like tonight, we're having supper in, and I'm pretty happy about that. Once a week, we go to the store and we buy something really good to put on the grill, or we make a really fancy meal or something, and just the two of us, we sit down and enjoy it. I'm looking forward to that. You might plan a weekend away. You might plan something for your business. That's I'm kind of excited about that. We're working on some things for the podcast and the media company that surrounds it. And uh, definitely got some new software coming online that's going to make it sound better and some new um, hardware that also, I'm told, is going to make it sound a lot better. And we may be about in the way of getting a studio. And how cool would that be? I'm looking forward to that. I would love to come on here and go, this is old hat coming to you live from the Save When Media Studios. Wouldn't that be cool? So that's something that I'm, I'm planning for that I'm looking forward to. I also like to paint. Well, I like to paint on canvas because that's just, you know, creative. I'm not really good at it, but I enjoy it. It's kind of like playing guitar. I play guitar, but not very well. You know, there's people that can play guitar and talk about other things. I'm not that guy. If I'm playing guitar, all I can do is play the guitar. When I'm painting, all I can do is focus on the painting. And that's true whether it's uh, on a canvas or on the stairwell, which I have to paint our stairs soon, I think. I think think that's going to be something that my bride's going to insist on soon. So, but painting is good no matter which kind it is. Gardening, it's productive. I mean, I'm watching flowers. I We've got stuff growing in the garden, even though it's July. We've still got stuff growing, which is kind of exciting. I think there's something, there's some sort of, dirt is a good antidepressant, I guess is a neat way to say that. I, I really, go out and get your hands dirty and grow something. You see the circle of life. It's just kind of fun. Um, I was out in the garden yesterday and just looking at some stuff and I found what I thought was a tennis ball that Emmylou the Wonder Dog had dropped there. Y'all, it's a little bitty baby watermelon. Made me laugh. I was pretty excited about that. That's productive. I like that. Also send postcards. Y'all, I send a lot of postcards. If you if you've had a postcard from Old Hat, raise your hand. Oh, there's a bunch of you. I enjoy sending postcards and probably later this summer I'm gonna have another paroxysm of postcard sending. It's productive. It's encouraging. People like getting mail that's not bills. It's some friendly thing you can do. And you have to sit down and focus on them and what you want them to know. You want to say something meaningful to people. You want to say something helpful to people. And so it gets me to stop thinking about me so much and to start thinking about you. And maybe you want a postcard and we'll find a way to tie that to the podcast somehow later this year. That'd be fun. But the key to all of those things is to be proactive, not reactive. Don't let your problems chase you around. Be proactive. Take a stand and go, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I'm not just going to react to each emotion that comes after me. Something I do in the evenings, you know, when you're through with the day and you're not through with your to-do list, which is every day for me, I'm really, really... Um, optimistic about what I'm going to get done early in the day. 
but it never works out that way. So at the end of the day, there's always four or five things that are hanging over my head and I'm worried about them. And I just can't stop thinking. My brain just kind of gets set on spin, right? And it stays on that topic. I get a piece of paper and I write down the three or four or five things that are just not getting out of my head. I write them down. Sometimes it's an abbreviation because I don't want anybody to know. And sometimes I just write out what it is or I'll write a name or a situation or whatever. And then I look at that list and go, is that everything? Yep, that's what's bothering me. And then I wad it up and I throw it in the trash and I go to bed. And, you know, I've yet to wake up and come in here and dig that out of the trash. And go, now, what was that? Because your problems will be here in the morning, won't they? You don't have to. You don't have to do that. But it helps me to, to write them down and throw them away sometimes. Another thing you can do is challenge those thoughts that you're having. And we started this one one year when my wife was very sick and uh, nearly died on us. And uh, and it seemed like every time we went to the doctor, the news was bad. And so it got to where anytime something new came up and we were worried about it, we thought, ooh, what if it's this or that? Ooh, what if it's cancer? Ooh, what if it's this or that? And we just started asking, well, what if it's not? Ooh, what if it's cancer? Well, what if it's not? Ooh, what if it's life-threatening? Well, what if it's not? <laughs> and it, it sounds kind of silly, but y'all, it really, really helped. And we do that a lot, even now. It's just a way of challenging that fear or challenging those thoughts and going, yeah, oh yeah, maybe it is. But what if it's not? Wouldn't that be great? Because you can imagine good things just like you can imagine bad things if you're proactive about it. Also, pray a lot. And I know some of you do too. And some of you don't. And that's okay. But I'm just telling you how I cope with things. Well, for me... Prayer didn't really start helping until I found a visual way. I'm a visual guy, which is funny for a guy with a podcast, not a video, but I'm a visual guy. And and I, I had to find a way to pray that didn't cause me more trouble than help, right? And so, because what happens is you start praying for somebody and you just worry about them. Well, that's not helpful to them or you, is it? Uh, but I, I believe in a higher power. I really do. And, and I, in the Bible, it says, cast your cares on Jesus because he cares for you. And I'm a visual guy, right? So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Cause I just can't see me throwing cares at Jesus. That seems disrespectful somehow. Y'all I'm old. That seems disrespectful. So I started thinking about, well, what can I do that's visual? Let's see. So if I imagine, you know, like wrapping a note on an arrow and shooting it. Now I'm not shooting arrows at Jesus. That's not good. What about, what What do I throw? Well, you know what? I throw uh, dirty clothes in the hamper. I really do sometimes. I really do. I do sometimes not leave my clothes laying around the floor. I do. <laughs> you don't believe that, do you? But I couldn't believe that it was okay for me to throw dirty socks at Jesus. So that visual didn't work for me. Well, there's a little church in a valley in Arkansas surrounded by seven hills, a little country church that my friend Clay took me to when I was a teenager. And Clay was one of my coping skills, man. Good friends are a great way to cope with big problems. And he really, really salvaged my teenage years in a lot of ways. I hope you have a friend like Clay. But he took me up there because his grandpa was the pastor of this little country church. And it's up where the Buffalo River flows out of the mountains. And if you sit on the porch of this church on a quiet day, you can hear the Buffalo River flowing by in the distance. And you look off to the left and... And there's an, an old cemetery that's been there since the early 1800s when people settled in this area. And it's just a beautiful little place. It's just a, it's a good place to be. I had some great emotions there and some, and some good things happened to me. Some, and some, some healing for my soul happened there. And so 
I see myself in that little church sometimes, and the problems that I'm praying about usually have a person attached to them. Are your troubles that way? I'm not saying people are trouble, but sometimes they are. And then there are people that, like you, that I, you know, you have problems, and I, I want to help you with those, and about all I can do sometimes is be kind to you and pray for you. Well, all of those people and you end up in these little old wooden benches in this church. And when I pray, the visual that I have is I'm there and I come get you at your pew and I take you by the hand down front to Jesus. And I give you to him and I tell him what I know and I tell him what I'm hopeful for for you. And then I go back and get somebody else. And that's my visual way of of praying. And, you know, it's if you really are one of those people that's a believer and cast your cares on Jesus, well, that's how I do it. And it just helps me to visually in my mind's eye be in that little country church with those smooth wooden pews and there's no preaching and there's no music and there's no, you know, Jesus knows me too well for me to be acting holier than thou, right? So it's just me. And I just, I carry you up there to him and tell him what I know. And then I turn it over to him. And y'all, that's a, that's a way I cope with a lot of my skills. And I know Whenever I'm getting overwhelmed, I'm not spending enough time doing that. I'm just adding these burdens to my back and stumbling around with them, and I need to do that with them. So now you know some of the coping skills that I use. I have a few more. I need a bunch more. We all need more coping skills because we've all got stuff we have to cope with. But those things are the ones that really help me, and I hope they help you because that's why I keep believing that the best really is yet to come. I want you to cope with these problems. I want you to stay in this moment and I want you to be hopeful. I want you to stay grounded. I want you to talk with somebody. I want you to take some good advice. I want you to be creative. I want you to be productive. I want you to be proactive because if you'll do those things, the best really is yet to come. This is Old Hat signing off.